Libby. And I'm Farron. And this is the tip of the iceberg. You have to exceed a certain level of douchery in order to commit these acts. Sure. Welcome back to the tip of the iceberg. Hey. We are... <laughs> yeah, Ferris says hey. I say hey. And I realize that it's been like, I don't know how many episodes we've done. Upwards of like, 20. Yeah. Upwards. Of, I yeah. think like 21. Yeah. We're, we are upwards of 20 and it's been a second since we like introduced ourselves. Yeah. That's and, true. And if you went all the way back to the beginning, you could figure it out sure. who we are. But if you're starting from now, like, hello, welcome. My name is Libby. And this is my friend Farron. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> and this is the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. And Livy and I are not just weirdos right. who sit around. Well, we are, but we're not. I was like, don't give yourself we, too much credit. <laughs> we are domestic violence and sexual assault professionals. That's right. So we're not just like sitting around telling stories and making comments about crazy crimes just because we want we want to like we do this work every day we work with survivors every day we know a lot about rapists and batterers and stalkers Mm -hmm. so we do come to you with a little bit of or a lot of it of knowledge yeah 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 yeah. and i think more than anything we're advocates sure we both have other jobs too but i think that's a core piece of my identity is that Mm -hmm. i'm an advocate for people who have experienced this type of violence and I will say that this has uh, helped in the in the burnout department. I think so. Would you agree? It's something to look forward to. Yeah. Well, that's kind of funny. But at the same time, if you think about like our work and the possibility of working with every day multiple people who have been sexually assaulted or who were strangled yesterday or are going home and going to get strangled again. And that's our reality here. Yeah. Setting aside a couple hours a week to just like totally bash batterers mm-hmm. it's a highlight for me yeah because our work is it's a highlight hard most of the time like it's hard and it's sad so getting to decompress like this and talk about it and share our witty jokes with <laughs> okay, our witty is generous <laughs> well, i think we're funny regardless of if you think you're fun we're funny or not um i hope it's informative yeah Yeah. that's the goal that's the main goal as much as we joke and make fun of people primarily people who perpetrate violent acts like john wayne bobbitt like john wayne bobbitt stupid idiot we hope that through this podcast you learn a little bit about gender-based violence and maybe see what it's like for survivors of these things yeah that's the hope yeah yeah well with that in mind, we come to you with a terrible story. Yeah, this is gross. This is terrible. And I don't think we've shared a story like this on the podcast before. Mm-mm. I don't know why it feels different to me. It's extreme. Maybe that's what it is. It's it's really extreme. And we haven't... I don't think we've shared a story about a serial killer. We've definitely shared stories about, like, right. abusers tragically killing Mm -hmm. um, victims of domestic violence, but I don't think we've talked about something quite like this before. So this is different. That's right. And I also think too, that we come to the podcast trying to tell the story of the survivor in most cases. Yeah. And I think in this episode, we focus more on 
the axe rather than sure. the survivors, yeah. which I don't know how I feel about yet, but yeah. we'll give it a go and see how it happens. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So, we're going to introduce you to David Parker Ray. Ugh. I'm already annoyed. <laughs> this name. Farron already has assumptions. I and I will say that Farron does not know a ton about this story. I have prepared this story mostly, and so... It'll all it'll be exciting to see yeah. what you think about this. It'll be great. <laughs> because it is uh, nuts. Crazy. It is nuts. Well, so David Parker Ray, who I don't know if we should just keep saying David Parker Ray or if we should give him like a nickname because David Parker Ray is just so many syllables, but at yeah. the same time it just feels right. I know. We'll we'll just start we with should, it. Yeah, it. okay. Well, I mean, we'll call him David Parker Ray for now. He is nicknamed to be the Toy Box Killer, which sounds like a delight already, but knowing that he is named the Toy Box Killer because he spent over $100,000 soundproofing and stocking a truck trailer with devices used to torture his victims. And he called it the Toy Box. Yeah, and he liked to call it the Toy Box. Where did... Okay, I have questions already. (laughs) But I'm sure they'll be answered. Great. So one sentence and we've, and we've got questions. I have questions already. Okay, perfect. So David Parker Ray is just a hoot and a half. Yeah. Sounds um, great. We're introduced. I'm pulling this from an article and then I found a couple of other articles that mostly corroborate okay. the stories. And so it's, it's pretty like, from what I understand, the facts are the facts in this case. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the articles I looked at, it was like, yep, this is how it happens. Um, what we know about David, David Parker Ray, mm-hmm. our friend Davy, Davy Boy, mm-hmm. is that he has always been kind of weird. Yeah, he's a little weird. He's always been that way. And he didn't have the best family life. We'll give him that. Like, he, his biological dad was abusive to his mom and him, it sounds like. He had a sister that kind of stuck it out with him. But even after... After his dad was out of the picture, he left their family and he, he they were just hanging out with mom, but that didn't really go well either. And so eventually mom sent him and sister Peggy to go live with their grandparents, which didn't help a ton. No. Grandparents were also not great. Um, I don't know how not great. It's kind of vague, but... It says that he lived with very, very strict standards. And if those standards were not meant, physical discipline occurred. I don't know what that means. I don't either. And it's hard for me knowing Davey, who is a, a little bit of a nut job. Let me rephrase. Has some, some painful hobbies. Yeah. 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 I don't know if if that's like, okay, well, you killed another cat, so now we're going to have a consequence and you're going to get a spanking. I don't know what grandparents' thoughts were on that and when this kind of crazy behavior from David started. And what grandpa's physical discipline was, because... David, this is in the 90s, right? That this happened, that he was like found out. He was found out in the 90s. So he was, I mean, he was a kid in like the 60s, right? He was born in 1939. Oh, shit. So he's... He's a little older. 
All right, so grandpa was old school. Old school. Everybody's Mm -hmm. grandpa was old school. So I'm not giving him a pass on that. Okay. All right. Well, that's fine. That's fine. I just, I think it would be difficult to be a grandparent in this situation because it's like, it's one thing if you like, you forget to take the trash out, but it's one thing if like you've killed the neighbor's baby and now it's like. mutilated the girl down the street. Like now what happens? Now what's your punishment, David? Are you grounded? David, what do you think that we should do about this? Obviously, your behavior is not acceptable. Right. So we're going to have to have a conversation about right. consequences of actions, Davey. Yep. And what is your what is your consequence now? Yep. No more no more access to the knives? Nope. That'll do it. Nope. No more ropes for you. Uh-uh. No more riding your bike at night by yourself, looking nope. for people to kill. Looking for victims. And you're going to get a spanking. That's right. Because that says physical discipline. And no more dessert. Yeah, no more jello. No more jello for you. That's it. That's it. So this is what we imagine to be his childhood, right? Um, it he was just like a weird kid, is what this article said. He he was he was shy and he was awkward. And I feel bad because I know a lot of shy and awkward kids. Sure. Or like weird kids. They're not all murderers, just you know. And he does, we're validating that he does have trauma. Absolutely. Because his dad was an alcoholic and beat him up and beat his mom. Yeah. So the kid does have It's not great. I mean he's his social skills are not great. Mm-mm. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't know how to express himself. Sure. Yeah. Well, he was tall, he was shy, he was awkward, and he always had a hard time fitting in. Mm-hmm. And so he coped with that by experimenting with drugs and alcohol while in high school. Mm-hmm. And so he spent all of his time alone, basically drunk and high. Oh, Is great. what Peggy says. Oh, Sister, Sister Peggy, Peggy. Says. Okay. Yeah. And it was during that time that the masochism thing the sadomasochism, the sadism, all of the, every combination of that Isms. kind of began. Yeah. And Peggy says it. she, so she discovered him and I, it says photographs. So I don't know what that means, but he had a collection of erotic photographs of bondage and sadomasochistic drawings as well. Now, I don't know if that was like he collected weird porn that was like... Was there porn in the 50s? Bondage? There was, there's was, always been porn. But like photograph that people could get their hands yeah, on. Yeah, so I, that's what I'm saying. That's is like, what I'm I don't asking. know his involvement in the photographs. Sure. If he took them. You don't know. I don't know. It doesn't say. I don't... We but, don't really know. I mean, know. he had to have been in high school in the 50s. Yeah. Like mid-50s. I don't know. Okay. Because <laughs> if he was born in 1939. Sure. Then he would have been 14 or 15, 16 in like the mid-50s. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. So I'm just photographs to get my of acts of bondage. Interesting. And this is the part that makes that is a little funny to me. Like sadomasochistic drawings. Oh. And what might that be? Interesting. So David's an artist. I think so. Okay. We and don't ever let it be lost on you. Like we we never said that David didn't have anything going for him. No. He has quite the creative eye. Sure. He's an artist and a photographer. We don't know if he. Oh. I think he had to have taken the pictures. I can't I, because I, I cannot imagine that in 1955 you could get your hands on photographs of bondage and stuff like that. Where would you find? I that? agree with you, but there was I'm no just trying to website. There was in no my internet. head, I keep trying to like make him better than he is. Yeah, I know you always do that, and that's endearing. I want, I want him to be like. Maybe he found them. Maybe he Maybe found them on the them? street under a garbage Whoa. can, and he was that he was picking up litter. He was out after school, like because he that always was punishment is. Every, for killing no, 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 someone. Because and Grandpa he made believes him. no, he believes 
in in a better future and so he goes after school and he picks up all the litter and one day he was minding his own business just picking up all the litter and he saw this picture and he's like oh my gosh what is happening here i'm going to keep this what is happening here (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i'm trying to make it better the bright side of everything well obviously we're a house divided over here i don't know i don't know i don't know let's continue whatever so after high school he becomes an auto mechanic okay um, and he joins the army okay so that was good yeah in the army he's for the most part, I guess, stayed out of trouble. Yeah. He worked as a mechanic in the army as well. Cool. Honorably discharged. Wow. Things went well for him. That's when things took a turn. Okay. I think he must have gotten bored. I don't know. I keep trying to make this better. I don't know. I'm going to stop rationalizing for you, Davey. You're just who you are. So Davy gets bored. He starts dating this girl. And it says that he, their fiancé, it's his fiancé, but later it refers to her as a girlfriend, so I don't really know. Okay. Maybe on again, off again. I don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say? However, early in their relationship, he talks about how the first victim he ever had was a woman, and he tied her to a tree and tortured and murdered her. Um, And that was just when he was a teenager. And he told his fiance that? He did. Wow. Now, this was never confirmed. Okay. So who's to say if this is true? Or if this is not true. Yeah. But we don't know. But he told her, nonetheless. That did not deter their relationship. They still stayed together. He just told her that? Yeah, just like pillow talk. I have more questions. But they're not going to be answered because this woman's probably super old and not... Well, I will say that this woman continues to be involved. Okay. The fiancé. So, I mean, not now because this guy... So she's in the story. This guy's dead. Yes, he's dead now. Okay, cool. R.I.P. That's great. Because honestly, I was a little nervous doing this podcast knowing that he was out there and could hear it. And could get you. And could get me. I mean, it's not even a joke, the stuff he does. He is really scary. I'm not kidding. Yeah, I know your eyes are so wide right now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't want him to get us either. Maybe he's a ghost. I don't know. Whatever. She stays involved in the story. So she sticks around. Um... And I have questions about their relationship, too. Yeah. But I don't know if I always just want to pin DV on stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, how many clients have we heard come in and say, like, oh, yeah, he says that he was a sharpshooter Mm -hmm. in the military, or he runs, like, three different gangs and they all compete, which is literally impossible. But, like, all of these stories Mm -hmm. that happen. So, for me, this wasn't a huge surprise because, like, okay, so you... He told me that he tied a woman to a tree and killed her. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's a red flag for me. I'm going to need right, to. Right. I'm going to need to unpack that. But I wasn't super surprised when I saw that. And yeah. it made me be like, oh, I wonder what their relationship is like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that makes sense to me too. Because he ends up roping her into. All of his crazy? His crazy. Oh, God. And so I don't know if she's like there for it and also excited or if she's like. She can't get it. I don't know how willing of a participant sure. she is, yeah. is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So, Davey, living his dream in the toy box. He's been honorably discharged from the army. He's got a fiance. Mm-hmm. He's still a mechanic after he gets out of the army? Uh, question mark. Okay. I'm Nothing just curious, like, what is he doing Nothing now? Is said. That's all we know about David until 
this happens. So an event happens that draws a lot of attention to it. And basically what it is, is in March 22nd, 1999, in New Mexico, a young girl, they say she's 22, was running up and down the streets trying to get help. She is in bad shape, covered in blood, naked. They say she has like a metal choker around her with a padlock and she's running for her life she doesn't know where she is she just looks a mess because she we don't know what's happening Mm -hmm. so she is spotted and she bangs on the doors of all of these mobile homes because that's that's what the toy box is it's like a trailer mobile home thing okay right yeah it says a truck truck trailer trailer. which i don't know what that means does that just mean like a big enclosed trailer or is it like an rv but this takes place in a trailer park, so okay. I would assume like a KOA some sort type of, place. I don't know what that means. Like one of those campgrounds where you can park your RV and That's spend the night. Guess. Okay, but I it, I don't know I don't know. Okay, so basically what happens is she runs around and she's near a, a mobile home where she's like banging on the door. They open it. She runs inside and like nine one one help me help me help me and the police come. Okay, and so she tells them of this horrific experience that she had with david parker ray okay okay so basically what happened is she reports being um kidnapped by a man and a woman woman later to be disclosed as fiance wow so she's involved in this i don't know how long that's been happening i don't know what her involvement is i don't know but she was held as a sex slave for three days so, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. She says that there she was raped. She was tortured with a bunch of stuff, including whips, medical instruments, electric shock, and other sexual instruments, it says. Which mm-hmm. I don't even want to think too much about what that would be. And then she managed to escape. Okay. And so that's when we see her. No wonder she's beaten and bloody. Yeah. Um, and, and the story is corroborated by the cuts and the bruises and the wounds that she has. Yeah. So they're like, okay, this very clearly happened. Um, according to her, her name was Cynthia. She met her captors in Albuquerque. And she was there as a sex worker. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how they picked her up. Okay. How she was vulnerable. Um, the man... Davy had offered her $20 in exchange for oral sex and they went to his RV. Um, inside was our friend fiance mm-hmm. that helped to tie her and gag her and place it, place the metal collar around her neck. So almost immediately after yeah. entering the RV, she was, she was imprisoned. I guess? Yeah, basically, basically. Right. Um, so they drove her over an hour before they stopped and dragged her inside a trailer where she was chained to a bedpost. This is where it gets really crazy. Is if it's not all crazy already. Yeah. Like this is horrific. Yeah. This is nightmarish ordeal. This is when it gets so gross. So then she's chained to a bedpost and she is just hanging out terrified. Yeah. And an audio tape starts playing over a speaker and it basically describes what she will be experiencing during her time in the toy box what yeah Yeah. this i'm having deja vu of zeta and that's what i was thinking were you thinking that from abducted in plain sight where she wakes up and there's that the aliens Mm -hmm. are talking to her Mm -hmm. that 
is it's so creepy. terrifying. Oh my god. Except for it's not like it's not innocent hopeful aliens. No. No. It is a man's voice who is assumed to be David and he explains how she is now a sex slave and she's referred to she's to refer to him only as master and the woman as mistress and never to speak unless spoken to first. And that she was going to be naked, chained up, fed, cared for like a dog the entire time. And she was to have pretty, it, it, it details some pretty graphic sexual acts happen to her, which I, I will save you because, from because I didn't want to read it. Yeah, that's <laughs> And now it's in my head forever. Necessary. Um, but some pretty horrific sexual acts done to her. And that... Also, some of those things would be witnessed by his friends. Oh. And so he... So there's people besides him and the fiancé. Yes. That's that's what we're led to believe based on this audio tape. He's going to do all this stuff to her. She has no say in it. And sometimes people are going to watch. And that's the way it is. And the last thing was she was warned that there were many other slaves of the past. And if they did not cooperate, they were killed. Okay. And so she kind of has two options here. Go along with it or die. Die. But I don't really know how much he wanted her to go along with it based on his love of sadomasochism. Right. 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 Well, and without giving too much detail about like the 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 things that were going to be done with her, they're they're not like not painful. Right. They are very painful. Right. Yeah. So those are her options. So Wow. She chooses life. Sure. So a horrific, horrific three days happens. And on her third day, um, she says that she had been exposed to electric shocks. She had been cattle prodded. She had been whipped. Some other things. She had been hung up and raped repeatedly. And she was certain that her time was up. Mm-hmm. Like it was, be- she was very close to being killed. Mm-hmm. She knew that, that he, was, he was going to the point of... I'm going to kill you. Mm -hmm. So she managed to escape, which is crazy to me. I don't know how you escape that. Especially when she was chained up. How did she get out of there? Yes. And especially the injury that she had endured at this point, based on reading some of this, I don't know how she was like on the move to be honest. I don't, I don't get it at all, but she is stronger than all of us, I guess. Wow. Um, So she escaped. After Ray left the trailer and she got a hold of the keys and unlocked herself from the chain. Dang. Yeah. This girl is. She had dope. to have made a decision like, I'm either going to fight for my life or I'm going to die yeah. in here. And, and she's like, either or, I'm going to die either way. Yeah, I'm going to die. I might, yeah, as, well I might die as well fighting. Right. Sure. Right. So she gets a hold of the keys and she gets herself unlocked from the chain. And she tried to call 911 but was interrupted by the fiance girl. Yeah. So she was still in the trailer? Yep. Yep. So she like unlocked herself. That's probably, she was very injured. Yeah. So she probably was like, my best bet is to call 911 because maybe I can like. Get them here. Get them here or maybe get back, myself back on the chain and get them like, I'm not, I'm not going to outrun them. Right. Right. So she tries to call 911, but she's interrupted by the fiance um, who they fight. They have like a physical fight. Oh, dang. Fight to the death, basically, is what's happening. So the two fought for a while, and Cynthia managed to grab an ice pick 
and stabbed the woman, the fiance. What? This girl is my new hero. Did she kill her? It doesn't say. Oh. I don't know. Maybe maybe it does say later. But I can't remember. Ice pick? Yeah, an ice pick. Dang. Which, let's not give too much thought to just the ice pick laying around the toy box. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to go there. It just happened. That's crazy. Anyway, she stabs the woman in the neck. Oh, she probably killed her for sure. I know. Have you ever seen an ice pick? No. So my grandparents have an antique store and they have, they had an antique ice pick and it is basically a, a wooden handle with a long spear, probably like as big around, like, is it bent? No, it's straight. Um, And it's like the diameter of a, I mean, it's not much thicker than like a, it's like a wire, but it's real, like it doesn't really bend. In my head, the only thing I can think. And it's got a sharp end on it. Like it is. Have you seen I Know What You Did Last Summer? Yeah. Is it kind of like that? No, it's straight. It's like that, but straight. Because back in the old days, to have um, refrigeration, they would deliver big, huge chunks of ice. Hmm. And so they'd have to chisel it away. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I'm just picturing my grandparents' antique ice pick. Dang. Yeah, Cynthia is no joke. That's a hell of a weapon. I love her. Wow, She's all right. She's going on my survivor wall So Cynthia fame. has murdered we don't know Mistress, Mistress Ray. We don't know that, but well, we can only hope. I'm thinking. Honestly. Right, I'm going to say that. So, stabbing the neck, Whoa. blood is happening, whatever. That's when she leaves, and she's Great. running through the trailer Oh, park. my God. And that is the scene that we arrive on. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, my gosh. That's when she provided the location of the trailer, and and she had gotten out, and that's, that's the way it was. Whoa. Yep. It says, Cynthia provided the police with the location of the trailer, but they were already at the home after the 911 call abrupted abruptly ended oh okay. what does that mean so she must have been on the phone with the 911 the woman interrupted it but the the call had already gone through and so they already had her location based on the call so they show up because that's what they do so 911 i've unlocked myself from the chain code red i need to get out of here fiance right. enters ice pick running yep. police are there yeah okay got it i'm there yeah so, here we are. Okay. This is where we are. Um, at this point, hopefully she's being rushed to emergency care. Yeah, oh my whatever. gosh. But now we're looking into David Parker Ray and his fiance. Where is David? Cindy. I don't know. He like went out for a smoke break or something. I don't Holy crap. I don't know. He's gone. He's going to come home to a real mess. Well, he was apprehended. Oh. He was apprehended. Before he got home. I, that's, Can you that's picture, picture it? He comes home. He's got a sex slave in his trailer. Fiance's supposed to be in there making dinner. He gets in there. He gets drives up. Cops are there. Fiance's dead on the floor. Jugulars bleeding out on the living room floor. And the sex slave's gone. Oh, that didn't go as Bummer. Bummer, guy. Bummer. Wow. Well, and at that point, too, like, it's almost like if you were dry. So, like, you ran to the grocery store because you were out of beef jerky sure whatever i love beef jerky and you're driving back yeah. to the trailer park you see a bunch of sirens you know like you you see the whole thing play yeah. out yeah and you're like do i keep driving or do i stay because i've put one hundred thousand dollars into that 
Okay, so that was my question is where did he get $100,000? I've heard he's a good artist. <laughs> he sold he sold some of his drawings. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, because that's a lot of money to I put into a sex dungeon when you're an auto mechanic in the army. People do I... not have that kind of money. I couldn't okay. tell you. That's a whole other. I couldn't tell I'm you. Very, I'm going to Google this Maybe guy. Maybe he did like family night. photos. <laughs> That's nice. He got really good at the photography thing, especially he's really, really good with rowdy kids because yep. he worked with like people that were held hostage. Yep. And so like the wiggling, the yep, screaming, the screaming, he knows yelling, how to pull it in quick. Can, yep. And take a really nice picture. Yeah. 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 That's how he, that's our story for how David made a hundred thousand dollars to put into I, his dungeon. Feel great about it. Great. Perfect. So now he's pissed because he wasted all his money. And now he's in jail. Yeah, I can't imagine. Well, well no. No, they're apprehended. Well, they're so, being questioned. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like... A, they didn't arrest him. Mm-mm. Okay, they're mm-mm. they're talking Because, you know, it was confusing. If I were an officer, I'd pull up. I'm like, okay, blood everywhere. Chains. Naked Woman girl. with a collar around her neck and whip marks. Right. Right. Screaming it's a, through it's the a trailer messy park. scene, and who's to say... This sounds like a he said, she said. Wh- what was she wearing? Okay. To, she was naked, so I mean, what does that get... She that, what does that tell anything. Us? I know, that that must mean that she's down for something, <sighs> you know? Boy, and she is a prostitute. That's right. Okay. And you know those prostitutes. I'm already getting annoyed. <laughs> well, it gets worse. It's crazy. Because that kind of is their defense. <laughs> you are going to hate this. Here we go. Okay, so... David Parker Ray and fiance Cindy are apprehended. They're oh. there during questions. So she didn't die. That's what I'm saying. It's like, how did this woman I don't live know. through? All right. So she's still alive. Great. I don't know. During questioning, they stuck to the same story. Okay. Okay. What's their story? Cynthia is a heroin addict. Okay. And they saw her on the side of the road. She was in bad shape. They wanted to help her detox. And it got messy. <laughs> wow. It didn't go as planned. <laughs> Um, they didn't really know what they were getting into. <laughs> they are good, good people. <laughs> Trying to help somebody down on their luck. And okay. who's really the victim here? How, so they must have, they must have talked before. They must have planned for possible They had to because they, they had the, the same, same story, story and they wouldn't have had time to talk to each other before they were apprehended. <laughs> hopefully. Cindy's laying on the ground gurgling. Let's go with the heroin. <laughs> That's, we're going to go with that one. We're going to go with the detox, the crazy addict story. Um, scenario C. <laughs> Let's run scenario C. Oh my god. She's like gurgling. <laughs> whatever so they this is what they tell the cops yeah 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 but they do search the toy box and um they find a plethora of evidence so they're concerned they're like like, well (laughs) this is a little this doesn't add creepy um they say that they found a bunch of evidence that backed up cynthia's story including the audio tape and that is soups incriminating so like how do you, how, oh yeah, how do you, how no. do you explain, explain that, that away? No. Holy crap. I'm trying to make that work. I can't, I don't no. even have anything. No. But they did say that there was um, a trailer right next to the toy box. Mm-hmm. And in it was a variety of torture instruments. Oh, God. Drawn pictures of how Ray would torture his victims. We're He's back to still the drawing. drawing. You know, 
I just, I, I feel pretty good. A lot of people lose their passion as they grow older. Sure. Not, not Because at the, okay, so at this, at this point, this guy is, he's like 70 years old, right? You just like see on the fridge, <laughs> like crayon drawings of torture. Because. <laughs> just like up on the fridge. <laughs> That's how I imagine it. He's, he's, okay, no, he's 60. He's 60 years old. Mm. Okay, so well, so he's not ancient by now. Yeah, so he has drawn image images of him with his victims and various things like pulleys, whips, sexual devices, Whoa. whatever. So the cops walk into this and they're like, holy crap. They're like, this okay, guy is a psycho. This is no joke. Yeah. And, and perhaps, like, the most incriminating piece of evidence is they find a videotape of a woman being tortured. So. Oh, gross. So you can't argue that. No. And by the couple. Oh, so my God. So by both of them. Ew. So they're in they're the videotape. They're both on the tape. That is sick. You can't argue with that. It is what it is. Um, so they were both arrested and charged with multiple counts of including kidnapping. And as the investigation continued, additional evidence revealed that there were more victims and more crimes and... Oh and just a bunch of other stuff. Um, inv- investigators also suspected that, along with ba- Ray being a serial rapist, he was most likely a serial killer. Yeah. And how they figured this out was other victims started to come forward. Mm. So they didn't, like, it was like gathering evidence, trial was going on. I don't really know at what point, but the newspaper started to run with this story. Yeah. And another victim came forward and her name was Angelica Mm -hmm. and all along. And this is just, this is going to get you. Okay. All along the issue that the authorities had with Cynthia was her credibility. Yeah. doesn't really matter that she had physical wounds that matched the story. Exactly. And that they found like a torture chamber. They found a torture chamber. Her DNA was everywhere. They're a talk screen, clean, Whatever. No heroin in her no, system. No, Great. no. Okay. She was a prostitute, so we know those types. Yep. And over and over and over again, her credibility was questioned. And so, yeah. I don't really, I don't really want to go down that rabbit hole because I'll just get mad. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Cynthia was struggling to prove her case, <laughs> despite all the evidence. Well. Oh. The thing was, and their argument was, like, Cynthia was a prostitute. How do we know that she didn't do this willingly? It, like, it was very clear that it all happened, but they didn't know if it was consensual or not. Okay. Which makes me laugh a ton because it's like, that's a similar question that we have all the time when we take our cases to court. Like, when we accompany our Clients to court is like, this is a he said, she said, like you were saying earlier, was this consensual or was it not consensual? What does this look like? Well, I mean, this is cut and dry. Sure. Like. And I don't know a lot about like the bondage community. And I know that there's like a community for that, right? right. People that consensually do that. But like, so I don't know a lot about it. So I'm maybe speaking, I'm super ignorant. But my question is. In situations like that, or in relationships like that, or sexual encounters like mm-hmm. that, is it typical to have like blood and like really serious, severe injuries? I mean, 
well, I'm not, I don't know if that's a yes or no answer, but to me, I'm like, I don't know if anyone is going to be down for that level of torture. It does seem like an excessive amount of uh, torture. And I know of. that everyone has different preferences when it comes to that. Sure. But what whatever, I do hear but... over and over and over again, especially from, because I, I looked into this a bit when all of the Fifty Shades of Grey stuff came out. Yeah. Because I know that a lot of people in the BDSM community were upset yeah. about that book because the thing that everybody misses about it is it's not just like a free-for-all of pain and sex and torture uh, there uh, perhaps the biggest element of that is trust yeah like the whole thing is that you have a trusting relationship yeah with the sub i don't know all the right words but like the the person inflicting and the person receiving sure and there is a line and this is what i'm comfortable and this is not what i'm comfortable with and it's like a communication thing and a trust thing all the way along yeah it's not just like a oh look here's a new fun way to hurt you right that's the difference between abusive and non-abusive relationships right and so there's no way that i think this could be yeah Especially if you look at defensive wounds. There sure. wouldn't be a lot of defensive wounds if that was the plan all along. Was this is what we're going to do. This is how long it's going to last. Yeah. And here's a safe word if it goes awry. Right. That's not what's happening. So here. his defense, his public defender or whoever, his right. defense team is trying to say, like, maybe she's... Okay, well, don't sell him short. Public defender. He's obviously has hundreds of thousands hundreds. of dollars. So his, his and it's an aspiring price, artist. His high-priced legal dream team that, o, like, OJ. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like that. Yeah. They say Cynthia is a prostitute and can't be trusted and maybe she likes really freaky stuff. That's right. And stay out of, stay out of my client's bedroom. Right. Okay. It's none of your business. That's right. Okay. What they do is their own thing, but that's what they chose to do. Right. And you can think it's weird, but, but that doesn't change That doesn't the make it against the law. Right. Right. So this was the conversation that was being had and the newspaper started to run this. Yeah. And another victim came forward. Right. Thank heavens. Her name was Angelica. And she told the police that she had also been kidnapped, raped, and tortured by David and fiance for three days, then drugged and left on a highway out in the desert. Whoa. So this three-day thing has got to be significant somehow. Which I don't really know. I watch a lot of Criminal Minds, so I'm like, hmm, what's the three days mean? Well, because with Cynthia, they they didn't let her go. She escaped at day three. No, and it makes sense that there's an escalation, because that's what we know about serial anything, is that, like, addiction of any kind, it's like, what worked before is not going to cut it forever, and you're just going to have to keep up in the ante. Right. And so, three days of terrible, terrible, terrible acts, drugging and let go might be enough before but i have full faith that that cynthia was right like he would have killed her yeah and i think cynthia knew yeah it sounds because cynthia was in it yeah she was whoa so angelica three days kidnap rape torture all of that and then she was left on a highway and she was found by the police but for unknown reasons it says her complaint against the couple was never followed up they didn't even talk to them nope Was Angelica also a sex worker? That, it doesn't say. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that at all. Okay. Um, I'm curious. Which is just crazy to me. It's just insane. 
Like, like let's play this out a little bit. So we live in a place where it, there's like str- miles and miles and miles of land. Sure. Without any people. Yeah. All right. So like one of our highway patrol people mm-hmm. is just like cruising, doing their job, whatever. And they see a girl probably beaten and bloodied. We can yeah. assume she's in a similar situation. Yeah. Just like hanging out in the middle of the road, basically. Drugged. Drugged. Completely out of the loop. Yeah. And has information about who did this to her, where they live. What they look like. Right. And they don't even go talk to these people. Right. Okay. Right. And so she let it go. Because, like, what are you going to do if the police don't believe you? Right. She did what all survivors of sexual violence do. Right. Who don't get... You know, they're like, okay, well, I guess this is they're over. Like, All right, well, I made a report. And I did my part. Nothing's not going to go Too anywhere. Too bad. Yep. So she let it go until she saw in the newspapers that they had been arrested, and she's like, That's "This is what I've been saying all along. This like, this me. is who these people are." Oh my God. And so then she came forward and she added that story to the mix. Oh man. And then there was another victim. Oh great. Her name is Kelly, mm. and she was found on the videotape. Oh. She was the girl in the videotape. Okay. And they identified her based on a tattoo on her ankle. Wow. And she was found in Colorado. And this is the really sad part. So she was in Colorado and had been married for just a few days before she was held captive. Oh. Weird twisty turny in this situation. Okay. With Kelly, it was not fiance, but his daughter. What? Yeah. So in this rape torture kidnap situation it was david ray's daughter who assisted whoa which is odd really odd yeah but what happened was that the the daughter let's see if i can find her name glenda oh you're gonna love this name glenda jean jesse ray oh my gosh and she goes by jesse jesse so Jesse was friends with Kelly. Oh my gosh. Yes. So Jesse took her to a bar and laced her beer that she was drinking. And as Kelly struggled to leave the bar, obviously she's been drugged. Yeah. David hit her on the back of the head. And then it was another three days of... See, this is a, this is a three days thing. Whoa. Torture and rape for three days, then drugged and left on the side of the road. Near her in-laws house. Like, get home safe now. What? You know? Wouldn't want you to have to walk far. What a terrible friend. I don't know. So, the in-laws assumed that she had been on some sort of drug binge. And I don't know. Was it like her to do that? I don't. It doesn't say. I don't know. Uh, But but the problem with Kelly was, I don't know what they drugged her with and the level of trauma or whatever. But she had amnesia. And so, she didn't remember any of it. Which... I think is for the best, personally. So that's yeah. great. She was just was so confused. And she didn't know what happened. She knew something bad happened, but she didn't know. And everyone was like, you just had a bender. And so you need to leave it alone. Oh, my God. And so she was asked to leave by the in-laws. Because <laughs> she's like, the parents are like, okay, you are bad news. You are on drugs. Go home to Colorado. And then she went on 
And as, as time went on, like, she remembered little pieces, as we know that happens with trauma, but she still doesn't remember the the whole deal. Did she, did her husband stay with her? I don't know. It just says that the in-laws told her she needed to leave, and so she went back to Colorado. So I don't really quite know. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what that was like. So, here is what we find out in sentencing, okay? So Cindy, fiancé was sentenced to 36 years as agreed to in a plea bargain. And she also testified against Ray during his trials. Now, I would be interested to watch that. I don't know. Well. Um, Jesse, Jesse Ray, was found guilty of kidnapping a woman for sexual torture and sentenced to nine years in prison, six of which to be served out of prison and on parole. So she's out. Yep. Because this was in the 90s. Living her best life. And the funny thing about Jessie is she never admitted to it. She went all the way along saying, nope. Wasn't involved. Not a thing. So was Cindy is the fiance? Mm -hmm. So it was Cindy and David in the video with Kelly? Mm Mm-hmm. So Jessie basically found a victim for him, drugged a victim for him, and then him and Cindy... Tortured her. Jesse wasn't part of the torture. Right. It sounds. It seems. Like, it seems like it. Jesse wasn't article. in the video. Yeah. It seems like it. And is I wonder if Jesse. It doesn't say either. I'm sure if she's Cindy's daughter. Like who's her mom? I don't know. It does and refer to. It refers she? to Jesse as. Um, his daughter. His daughter. So that being said, what does that mean? I don't know. Right. I don't know. There was also another incident where the whole thing went down and there was another person that was kidnapped and she was more rowdy than the rest of them, I guess. And so this guy named Dennis Roy Yancey, who was, I assume, one of the people that was commissioned to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't go well and he ended up killing one of the girls. Dennis did. Dennis did. And it was because David was like, you got it. Like, you got to do it. You got to do it now. So, like, things are blowing up. It's crazy. This is not, like, things are out of control. And he's like, fine, I'll just do it. I'm not, like, excusing his acts, but I imagine that, that it was chaotic. And so Dennis kills her. And I think he, he ended, I think it was, like, some bludgeoning to the head situation. I don't know. It was from a different article. And he, and then he was kind of blackmailed by fiance and David all of those years but he was also charged and he received two 15-year sentences for a second-degree murder so it said in the beginning you said in the beginning that he killed 60 people so that's that's what we're finding is that as time has gone on other people have come forward and said like yeah I experienced this too and I don't know if he killed Oh, yeah. It says it says police in Arizona and New Mexico suspect that Ray was responsible for the murders of at least 60 people based on the accusation of his accomplices. So his fiance and the daughter and and all of those people have have given the names of at least 60 people. Holy crap. He never did. He never admitted that he killed Mm. all those people. So what happened with him was everyone was sentenced, but they decided to try him separately for each victim. Which is great. Yeah. So he um, he was tried for Cynthia, Angelica, and Kelly because those are the people that had come forward and were cooperating, you know, slash alive. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so he later agreed to a plea deal. <laughs> and, you know, it did lower it quite a bit, but he was sentenced to 224 years. So... Like what? what? <laughs> like why? Uh, here's the a thing. Plea here's deal? the thing. If you are getting a plea deal and they're like 500 years, no <laughs> less, no less than 500 years in prison, and there's we're not gonna go less unless, unless you admit just just a little bit, we'll lower it to 50. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. To 235. What? Okay. Hard bargain. Hard bargain. Well, 224. I'm in. I will, I will admit, 224, 224 years I will spend in, that That'll do it for me. So that was the plea he got. I guess the only, the good thing about that is that these victims didn't have to be in court with him. They didn't have to see him and well, they didn't have to, oh, all right. Well, on May 28th, 2002, <sighs> this was after everything, he died of a heart attack while on his way to an interrogation by state police at Lee County Correctional Facility. Isn't that code for, like, he got murdered? He died of a heart attack? A heart attack while on his way, too. That's interesting. Isn't that what they always show on the TV shows? Like, oh, natural causes. But, uh... Who would have killed him? How natural. Honestly, those guards. Ray died of a heart attack while on his way to interrogation by state police. Whoever was transporting him, I think, killed him. That's your That's your. That is my astute belief. Well, good riddance. Yeah, he's done. But it's it's insane to me that he had over it. Se- it seems like over sixty victims, and we don't know if that's the actual number, right? Because, but that's why would his accomplices say that there were more if there weren't? You know what I mean? Because they're yeah, incriminated by that. They are. So Cynthia's still in prison. She got thirty six years, right? Let's see. Let's. And this see. was in ninety nine. Yep, she... She's going to be probably, like... Unless she was significantly younger than him. She's probably super old now. Oh, geez. Okay, well, let's dig into this. So she was quick to turn on Ray when a plea deal was offered. Yeah, I'm sure. Makes sense. It included a reduced sentence. And she told investigators that Ray told her about 14 murders that he had committed and where some of the bodies had been dumped. So this is where we're kind of like upping our number count. Oh. So I think in further investigation, she just became more and more honest because she she had bodies to back it up. Um, she also told them of some of the different ways that Ray would torture his victims. Oh, gosh. I'm not going to get into. And I'm wishing that I didn't read just now. Um, basically, it included different mirror tricks and... Um, Really gross. Yep, yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she also told him the names of other accomplices. So we got Glenda, Jesse Ray, you know, and Dennis, the guy who killed the other girl. Um, according to her, Jesse and Dennis had participated in the murder of Dennis's ex-girlfriend. Oh, that's why he was involved. Gross. Her name is Marie Parker. She was killed. By Dennis and yeah. Jesse. After, I assume, a horrific three days. Yeah. Holy Maybe cow. that's how he got the money. Maybe. Maybe he, like... I'm sure that he people paid. Yeah. Because that's what happened. He was trafficking these women. I think that's what it was. And that's why there was that piece in it about, like, other people might watch. Yeah. Because you're not going to watch for free. No. We know that. And there was also this thing with animals that was involved... And so I think it was, I think he was like, 
and there's got to be a reason that it was recorded, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that I think that he was charging people to watch. Yeah, mm. that would make sense to me. Well, I no longer feel bad for Dennis at all. No, I never did really, but I was trying to like make Give him a little, the benefit of the doubt, make it a little better for him. No, but it sounds like he commissioned David to kidnap his ex girlfriend and torture her, torture and rape her for three days, and then he killed her. So let's just be really clear about Dennis Roy Yancey. That's what happened. There. And what is with these people's names? I don't know. <laughs> and what this is just, just Arizona the names. and New of Mexico. Course, all of the victims' names are super normal. Kelly, Kelly, Cynthia. Angelica, Angelica, Cynthia. Okay. We got a Cindy Hendy. That's Cindy, a fiance's Cindy name. Hendy. Cindy Hendy. Jesse Glenda Jean Jesse Ray <laughs> is the daughter. Yep, and then his name is David Parker Ray. David Parker Ray, and then there's Dennis Roy Yancey. Yep, yep, Dennis Roy Yancey. What the heck? Oh gosh, yeah. So that is our story of serial rapist and serial. This killer, story had like a lot in it. David Parker Ray, because there was sexual assault, yeah. murder. Definitely trafficking. Yeah, which we didn't really catch until we were kind of thinking about it. Yeah. Like, I guarantee there were no charges of trafficking. No, no. Mm -mm. Because in the 90s, I don't really think that was... That they thought about that. I don't think so. Mm -mm. I doubt most states had even trafficking laws then. I don't don't even think that there were false imprisonment charges based on what it was. It was just, like, murder and kidnapping, which is weird because if you were to think of charges that could happen, aggravated assault... Sexual assault, sexual battery, wrongful imprisonment, uh, kidnapping, felonious restraint, felonious interfering restraint. with a nine one one call. Yep. Trafficking. T- torture. I don't know if that's a. Is that a charge? I have no idea. Aggravated assault and battery. I mean, regardless. Lorraine Bobbitt got charged with like what mutilation? Mutilation. These are all things that should have been tried. Whoa. I mean, I'm not going to complain because I think. That I mean, he got a lot of time. He got a lot of time, 224 years. However, I mean, however, this was like very, very easy to try. Like, super. There were completely obvious wounds. Like, I'm sure in the exams that were done, it was very clear what had happened. There had to be buco evidence. Everything collected from the toy box trailer and the adjacent trailer, the the recorded um, audio tape of him saying, this is what I'm going to do. Then the video of him doing it, then the several bodies, three eyewitness accounts from victims. I'm just saying. Dang. This is, this is what you need in order to try a case successfully. Yeah. So, especially in 1999. I guess so. Well, just very interesting. And I look, you got to see him. Oh, who's this guy? I think that's his lawyer. He looks like a lawyer to me. Yeah, that's but this is our friend. He is. I love him. They describe him as super tall and lanky and and he's wearing jeans in the courtroom. And he's wearing jeans. He's dressed like a. Which is a real Wyoming move. He looks like a Wyoming. He totally does. He does like jeans and a Western shirt with a belt Mm -hmm. and like slicked back hair. I could totally see this happening in Wyoming. It happens in in New Mexico, but this seems so. This is not far fetched. No. 
It hits close to home, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Wow. I'm going to go home and Google him. Because I got to learn more about this guy. He is so Why scary. Why have I not heard of him? We're always hearing about Ted Bundy, which I agree, Ted Bundy is scary. He's a big deal. And, yeah. and all of these serial like, killers and serial and rapists and all of these people and, are big deals. But yeah. like, how scary is it that there are probably hundreds of them that we yeah, have that never even heard Isn't of? Isn't there like a thing like you've probably met one? Is that a thing? Isn't that something that people say? Like you've probably, and maybe not met one, but seen one, a serial killer, been in their presence? Ew. I don't want to think about that. I think that I heard that somewhere. Well, I mean, I think... I'm going to have to Google that, too. I think it's possible. Like, how many... How many people do you have to kill to be a serial killer? More than three? three? Yeah. I don't... Yeah, that's not even that many people. Three, for sure. Well, and if you think... I... This is... Oh, super. We're very used to this this concept. But other people that I talk to when I do like presentations and I say like, it is extremely likely that you have met a perpetrator of sexual assault. And they're like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. But if you think about it, like they're everywhere. And so it can't like, it's not a surprise to me that. And it's extremely likely that you've met a perpetrator of intimate partner violence right both of those things i would i would bet my job on the fact that everyone listening to this podcast has has met and had a conversation with someone that has perpetrated either sexual assault or domestic violence absolutely i it it is no joke the numbers are just high and so underreported yeah and how many people get away with stuff like this? How many? He has, this guy looks normal to me. He looks very normal. Yeah, he and looks he had normal. sixty plus victims that nobody even talked about. Yeah, and were all of those victims prostitutes? I don't know because that's a big thing with serial killers. Well, because they're so vulnerable. Because they're super vulnerable, and they're, I mean, they're just an easy target. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, they're so easy to target. Transient. Sure. Already, I mean, they're 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 willing to go with you by themselves, you know. So they're super. I mean, that's dangerous work. Absolutely, it is. Wow, that is gross. Oh, David Parker and his lawyer, this poor guy. Like, I don't feel bad for him at all. No, but I'm just like everyone has the right to a defense, right? And you're this, you're this is your client right now. Is this guy? You know, he Bomber. probably, I, I do feel bad, but he probably drew him the nicest pictures from jail. Probably. You know, like I was looking at 500 years and you got me that Maybe he drew, drew him a nice self, like a portrait, not a self-portrait, a portrait of him, of the lawyer with his nice mullet. He does have a he nice mullet. He has a fluffy mullet and that's pretty. And this is what, in like the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. So a little uh, past the mullet, right? Yeah, I think the so. The 90s were past the mullet. Yeah, none of my, like, nobody I knew had a mullet in the I don't 90s. know, maybe I'm... Billy maybe. Ray Cyrus did, but that was, like, But that everybody talked about it, too, and it was like, oh, he still got a mullet. Yeah. So it must have been done. I don't know, but... Not... That's too bad for that the lawyer. The people that David Parker Ray chooses to spend his time with had just, you know, high caliber. High caliber of mullets. Yep. Great folks. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, now that everyone is gonna have terrible dreams super tonight, grossed out. What is it? It's like six thirty, and I'm already worried about when I go to bed. Yeah, me too. I have to go home. Well, lock your doors. I'm going to. I'm lucky that I have safe men tonight. Yeah, you're gonna be here with ten. Brutes. Very, very safe men. Yep, one of them is a cop. That's right. I will not be kidnapped. Nope. <sighs> 
Well, you have a lot of protection. That's right. Hmm. Thank you for listening to our terrible story. Yeah, now that we are uh, traumatized. I seriously, I'm not going to sleep today. If we're deserved, these people are deserved. Especially because we are so desensitized to this garbage. No. We hear horrible things and we just are like, yeah, just another day in the life. Well, and I think also I read a lot more detail. Yeah, you did. I didn't read. Yeah, you kept a lot. I didn't see what you were reading. You kept a lot of that to to yourself. Wow. I tried to protect you. That was selfless of you. I try. I try really hard to be. Well. If you want to talk about this, if you need a process, you know, give our hotline a call. Sure. Usually we say, like, if you need services, call. But, you know, we'll extend this courtesy. Like, if you need to, if you need to decompress. Yeah. Give us a call. Yeah. At our hotline number, which is. 745. Well, 307. 3556. Yep. Yep. Yikes. Absolutely. Well, on that happy And note, if you have ideas yes. for, like, cool stories mm-hmm. or uplifting stories about survivors survivor advocacy stories those are great livy loves those i do love them and maybe we need one after this shit show yeah we better we better do something way way better next week man this is gross oh i feel so disgusting too (laughs) my stomach is churning disgusting Uh, i haven't even eaten dinner well you're not going to now really i don't really want to eat my celery (laughs) okay well Well, good night goodbye Hey friends, when I was editing this podcast, I realized that I accidentally hit record way too early on this episode. (laughs) And so stay tuned for some really funny bonus features that we might not have intended to be in the podcast, but you'll get to hear anyway. Uh, And don't judge us. Parker Ray. I think it's Patrick. David Parker. Oh, that sounds like a hillbilly name. If I it, that's like a murder name right there. Yeah, sure. Anybody with the last name Ray. Done. Murder. Yeah. I think. Super inappropriate. Okay, great. <laughs> sorry if your last name is Ray. Don't be sorry. It's just science. If your last name is Ray, you are a murderer. I think you're more prone to be weird and a little creepy. No, I think the science backs you up. David Parker Ray. David Parker Ray. I don't like it. David Parker Ray. There are three. It's it's like three for names that could be first names or last sure. names, which I think if, if that's your life, you come out confused. Yep. Like, who am I? He's very David Parker Ray. Am I David? Am I Parker? Am I Ray? Am I first name? Am I a last name? Am I a middle name? Uh, Can you imagine? David. We need to stop empathizing with him for a second because he is a straight up psychopath. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> we can't. I don't we can't even know it all either. <laughs> I have just heard. Oh.